Hello and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. I'm the co-host, and that guy over there is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. He's my co-host and my brother. How you doing, sir? Chad, fantastic. Good. We are having a um, a good uh, good show today. We're excited about this. We're doing something we've never done. This is cool. And if if you're just listening, very first time listening, thank you for listening. Uh, this little ditty that we put on each week is called Solid Steps Radio, and we are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. We talk about all kinds of different topics, and, and if you want to hear any of our past shows about anything we've ever talked about, we've talked about a lot of different topics with a lot of different cool guests, and you can go to soundcloud.com and just type in Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to iTunes and do the same thing, go to Facebook see all of our past shows but we're doing something today that is different because we are for the next three weeks we are going to do a book study and it's really more of a topical study but we're just going to be going through a particular book to kind of facilitate conversation so sounds exciting it does doesn't that sound riveting <laughs> yes oh man guys are like yes another bible study small group thing let's do that <laughs> that's that's not how most guys list but uh we are again we're a show for men by men talking about stuff that we don't we talk about things that men don't typically talk about uh it's easy to talk about the game last night we were talking about that before the break everybody's got a game they're following or a sport and you know that's cool it's good to talk about those things but i heard somebody say that real men talk about hard things they lean in towards hard things not away from so we're going to talk about some stuff over the next few weeks we're going to be going through a book called soul keeping soul keeping as in not with your shoes soul keeping how to keep up your shoes with not getting holes in them no soul keeping as in our soul uh, the unseen things and we've got a couple guests in here just talking a couple guys the next three weeks we're just going to have guys guys in here talking about the soul and what that means and, and what our life looks like taking care of ourselves just everyday guys just walking the path of life and so uh, guys it's well uh, welcome to the show we got troy uh, I'm going to say your last name, Troy Russell. Yeah. Do you and have... uh, do, you, do you know this guy next to you? No. <laughs> He's my brother from the same mother. <laughs> yes, they I are do. actually brothers. And, um, you know, Troy, I have to admit, I, I've always favored you um, of, of the of the Russell sons. Yeah. Because you are a hunter. You are an outdoors guy. And uh, you know how to kill a deer and... You know, well, and, and the, your your other two brothers, if you handed them a gun, they would have no clue what to what to do with it. No, Chad wants a mirror. That's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to but, eat a deer. <laughs> he does know how to eat a deer. Oh, uh, so uh, Troy, it's great to have you. you, you, uh, you yeah, it really is, man. And uh, yeah. you, uh, what you do every day is Russell's remodeling. Mm-hmm. Tell us just real quickly. Uh, we just as we're a real small remodeling company, and we uh, specialize in residential remodeling, uh, just for uh, homeowners and and uh, things of that nature. So kitchens and baths and mm-hmm. basements and you name it. That's yes, what you do. You've been doing that for how many years? I've uh, been well. I've been on my own for about nine years now. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's been fun. It's been uh, it's been a journey. It's been fun though. Good. We're going to pick so. your brain on uh, as you have read through Soul Keeping, and we're going to uh, get your get your thoughts. But uh, our next guest is Jason Duggar. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kurt. It's good to be here. It's great to have you, brother. And uh, what what do you do? You you are an ER doctor. That's right. How uh-huh. long have you been doing that? Oh, I'm about seven years out of residency now. Wow. 
Yes. And you, you you practice out in Lagrange? I practice at uh, Baptist Hospital in Lagrange. Yes, sir. I bet you see it all, brother. Some days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the show, and we're gonna we're just gonna jump right in. Um, when, when did you two guys begin to understand the importance of taking care of your soul? Of of there's something more to life than just, you know, eating and drinking and, and kind of working and, and uh, doing life. When did you begin to ha- uh, just get a flavor of, of I need to take care of my soul? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe last week when I picked up this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like, an honest doctor. Yeah. There we are. At least, yep, he's honest, man. Um, I'd say the truthful answer is, yeah, I mean, I always had this kind of understanding that there is an inner life that I need to try and acknowledge and pay attention to. And there's something, you know, much greater than the external daily aspects of my life. Um, but, um, you know, I never, I don't know if I really had a clear definition of understanding what's required of me for that. Mm. Um, and what does that really look like in a day-to-day moment basis? Because I mean, we live in such a physical world. We can just get kind of wrapped up in it and forget about Mm -hmm. the things that, last forever yeah troy what about you well I'd, I'd say for me um i'd say it was uh, i don't know about a time frame but i think we're made with uh uh i think we're made with an emptiness emptiness inside us i think god leaves us a little bit of emptiness and yeah. i think it's i think it's to seek him i think it's for, it's you know it's for him to uh to be filled up in that in an aspect um but i'll tell you once uh once you stop and you're by yourself and all the commotion's gone. Mm. That's when you really start thinking. Well, wait a minute. There's there's something else here to this. And and it, that's a powerful comment because I I think the enemy. Uh, Richard Foster says that we have three th- three things that the enemy likes to just really get us wrapped around, and it's busyness mm. is one of those. Mm. You know, hurry, rushing, crowds, noise, and but when we pull all that aside mm-hmm. and we're alone yep. we begin to understand wow there's something more than just the physical yep. you you're gonna make a comment jason no i mean it is very easy just to get consumed even this this morning you know uh i woke up and i i stuffed breakfast in my kids real quickly and i got them dressed and we hopped in the car and i raced to school and then i Gave him a quick hug and a kiss, and I raced over here to try and get on time. And it's just busyness. It's and then day. and then somebody was yeah. late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't say who. Well, we can't start the show without you, Kurt. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know that the unfortunate reality is that tomorrow uh, may be just the same. And unless there's some intentionality about that, uh, the busyness is always going to be there. And so uh, that, that that's that's why we're doing this whole three week kind of emphasis on soul because. If we're not intentional, we we can just go through life and and just rarely look at what 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 Gordon McDonald calls the inner world. Yeah. Ordering your private world was a book that he wrote years ago, and it was all about examining the inner man, the inner self. And we gave that definition last week uh, of the soul. Chad, do you want to just highlight on that or no? <laughs> well, let, let me look through my notes here. But, well, let me, let, let, me, let me just make a comment on, um, I, I love what John Orberg says in, his, in the book. The, the soul ha- has the capacity to integrate all the parts of our will, our mind, our body, and then our soul. And he says it's something like a program that runs a computer, and and so uh, I, I mean I think that's that's the inner that's what we talked about last week. This inner man, 
of who we are and uh, the soul encompasses all of that. You know, we talked how if, if I died right here on the spot, my body will be here, but Chad will be gone. Mm-hmm. That's the, the unseen part of me, the person of who I am will be gone. Um, and that's that soul is the uh, Dallas Willard has a great graph here. The will in the middle. If you can imagine a bullseye in the very middle of the bullseye is will our will. The next circle outside of it is the mind. The next circle outside of it is the body and the final circle outside of it on the very outside of that bullseye is the soul. So it's kind of a combination of everything combined to make up who we are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, biblically, Matthew chapter 22, a guy comes to Jesus and he says, you know, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And and basically Jesus says, well, there's not one commandment. There's actually two. But he starts out with this, uh, the first one, and he says, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he says, and the second one is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. He said, all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. And, I, and, I, and it's interesting that he says, with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, all, all of that inner person, that's what I'm after, Jesus is saying. I want you to be so focused. And that is so difficult mm-hmm. when, you know, in this everyday day life. So in, uh, I, I'm going to jump into uh, uh, what John Ortberg in chapter 7 says, the soul needs a keeper. And he, he kind of, um, he says that I and no one else am responsible for the condition of my soul. And I read that and I thought, uh, what about Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> and he's supposed to be, I mean, that was my response when I hear that. I'm like, that sounds like that gives me way too much responsibility. Like God should have more responsibility for my soul than me. Right. That's what the, the first thing I hear when I hear that. Well, and and I, I think he's just coming from a perspective of and as I read this chapter and, and when you guys read that, what, what did you guys think? Jason, Troy, I, I felt conviction that uh, I'm probably not doing a very good job keeping my soul. Um, you know, I, I couldn't dispute it. No one else is responsible for my soul on on this planet. Yeah. I certainly can't depend on my wife or my kids or my dad or, or mom or anybody else to invest in my soul necessarily it's it's mine uh and i'm responsible for it so i didn't disagree with it but yeah i think like chad you know i never really considered it because it was always just seemingly like a god's in charge of my soul um so it was new to me troy well i i think you know i think that uh me personally i think you know god is in charge of our soul um but it's our decision to turn it over to him you know and it's our it's our decision um to seek him so he's there. It's just it's whether somebody wants to seek it and fill their soul up with him. You know, that's good stuff. But we're, we need to take a break. We're going right to take now. a break. And on, on this break, we're going to leave this thought as we come back to the next segment. Here's a quote from John Artbrook's book. I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul, many people will say. And the answer he gives is no. I am its keeper, not its captain. I did not make it, and I cannot save it from death. So there's the whole ownership. Who yes. owns it and who runs it kind yeah. of deal. So we're going to take a break. Be back here shortly. Talk more about the soul on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. You could be listening to a lot of things and you're listening to us and we really appreciate it. And you can thank it. We thank you for listening. But one way you can show us 
little bit of love and help us out as you can pass this along to someone else. It takes five seconds to when you're listening to this podcast to forward it to anybody who comes to mind. Somebody will come to mind in you when you're thinking to your mind when you're listening to this. How about just follow that lead and just send that to that person and say, hey, this was um, good or it was really bad and you should uh, stay away, to from, it. These stay away from these people. <laughs> just a warning. Uh, some people you should not stay away from. I can think of three. Vision first eyewear and eye care. Those folks are uh, helping to take care of my blind eyes for years. Uh, Carol Rogers Carpet One and LNN Credit Union. All three of those folks are sponsors of our show. They do a great job in all of their perspective fields. So if you need carpeting, flooring, you need some money, or you need to see, go see <laughs> those three people. <laughs> Carol Rogers, Carpet One, LNN Credit Union, and Vision First. Before we just went on a break, we were talking about the soul, and that's what we're talking about today. We're reading The Soul Keeping, Soul Keeping by John Ortberg as a book. We're just kind of going through the next three weeks, talking, doing a book study with some guys. And uh, this week, I just let, we left the break the last time, and I, I read this quote from the book. It says, uh, I am its keeper, it being the soul. I am its keeper, not its captain. I did not make it, and I cannot save it from death. And there's that whole thing about, well, in, what's God's role in the soul? What's my role in the soul? It's kind of like Adam and Eve. We talked about when God created the earth. It's his earth, but he gave it for Adam to rule over and to run it and to take care of, but it's still his. Absolutely. You know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. So he does the restoring, mm-hmm. but we have our job. We, we have a responsibility in that. And one of the things he mentions in chapter 7 is the law of consequences. We think many times it doesn't apply to us. Um, he, he says in here, I can, spend, uh, I can spend without getting into debt. I can lie without getting caught. I can let my temper fly without damaging my relational life. I can have a bad attitude at work and I can get away with it. I can avoid disciplining my children without their getting spoiled. I can neglect the Bible and still know God. And uh, he's, he's really just challenging us. No, that, those, are the, those are the pieces of who we are, our inner man, that we, those, those are lies. But many times that's, that's very true. We, we begin to fall into these lies and believe them. Uh, Troy, Jason, comments? Well, I think the, you know, part of the lies is... Um is like we talked about before is getting really caught up in the busyness and i think it's one of the the devils uh he's really strong with keeping us busy and wanting us to be about ourselves and uh not give us time to look at our soul and not give us the time to uh to turn to god to uh to enrich in our soul and to fill it with him you know i mean it takes time to to evaluate to look you know the psalmist says search me O god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts, but it takes time to do that. Yeah, and it's easy to say that people, you know, people you hear uh, between Kurt and Chad and people like that, um, it, it's it's easy to think that um, everybody sets this all this time aside, and it's hard. It's a struggle for all of us, all guys, to to stop and literally take the time to do it. And you have to make yourself do it. And I'm guilty of it as anybody, um, but it, it's a it. You have to give yourself time each day. Uh, to do this or it's just not going to happen you know jason when you when you read these you know i can spend 
without getting going to death. I can lie without getting caught. What mm-hmm. do you think? You know, it's something that resonates pretty well with me. I think all of us have been caught up in these traps, these lies. Um, you know, the biblical version of this is a man will reap what he sows in Galatians 6. And, and before that, he tells us, you know, don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. You know, we can try to trick ourselves into believing these things that I can spend without getting into debt, or I can yell at my kids and wife all day and still have a good relationship with them. But that's just not the truth. And this is something that, you know, I, I unfortunately in my career, I see quite a bit of, you know, I see people kind of facing the consequences of their decisions, big or small, that have led to their point of meeting me in the emergency room sometimes, whether it's a health condition, you know, a, a diabetes complication or a heart attack or something, you know, a lot of times these are consequences of something that they either neglected or intentionally chose for quite some time and has led up to this point. Um, it's something that's just a reality of daily life, and, and there are consequences for what we do or don't do, and keeping our soul is one of those to-dos that if you neglect, there will be consequences for it. You know, taking care of your soul, that means looking at your inner man. That means being, last week we talked about it's it's a person that I am going to proactively connect with other men hmm. to talk about the deeper things of life. We, we talked about that. We also talked about um, how we, we must get alone. Uh, Dallas Willard says that we must be men who... Uh, uh, have silence and solitude as a regular part of our our walk, yeah. because um, and I and I love I love what he says. Uh, you know, my aunt used to say, "No rushing allowed, no no hurrying around, uh, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life." Willard says, and we we need to get rid of that uh, that hurriedness because that that wears. On the soul that wears us out internally. I'm embarrassed. I don't think I can eliminate the word hurry from my vocabulary, especially when I'm talking to my kids. Hurry up, we got to go. And I'm like planting that seed, and these little kids, I I can see them looking at me, and they've got this. And then I say, okay, calm down. I'm like, buddy, you're the one. In the mirror, who instigated this? You're the one who plants this seed. They're looking at you, going, "Dad." And you know what? My boys this morning, they almost now always ask me on the way to school, "Are we going to be late? Are we going to be early? We're going to be late. We're going to be early." That ain't an eight and a nine year old. That's the forty three year olds' problem. Oh, can we we edit that part out? That's convicting, (laughs) brother. But you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, can we edit some rushing here? I mean, I I was thinking about that this morning. You know, one of the things that I I think it's Ortberg who said I I heard him say years ago that when you walk into the Kroger or you walk into the grocery store, you're natural. You got all your groceries, or your your your, or or where whether you're at Lowe's. What what do you do? You're at Home Depot, and you got all these all the stuff. Your cart is full, and you look, and you go, "Where's the shortest line?" Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he says he challenges. He says, "Choose the longest. Mm-hmm. Begin to train yourself that I'm not going to be in a hurry. I'm not going to be rush, 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 because that that wears on the soul. Yeah. And you don't see it right away, but it's like tires." You know, you, you you drive for a few thousand miles, you can't see, but you start going 10 and 20 and 30 and 40,000 miles, and you begin to see the, the, the tread wearing thin. And that's what happens with our soul. And the funny thing is, Curtis, you get out and you look at your tires and you think, well, how did it get like that? 
Slow. 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 And it took over it took time to do that. But in your mind you think, Well, I just got those tires. You know, and it, all of a sudden it reaches up and it grabs you <laughs> and that's you know, that's it it can it can happen quick. That that's why Jesus says in, in uh the Lord's Prayer that we, we call the Lord's Prayer, you know, give us this day our daily bread. He doesn't say about, and that was the point with the Israelites in the Old Testament when they were to have manna. They were to trust God every day, and it's not this rush, rush thing. I, I, God says, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you, mm-hmm. but you got to trust me, mm-hmm. and you got to look at your inner man. Search me, oh God, my inner soul, and know me. Try my thoughts, Lord, my inner man, yeah. and lead me into the way everlasting. I love what he says uh, later in the, in the chapter, he says, I am responsible to take care of my soul, not just for my own sake. The condition of my soul will affect the people around me. Just as when my body is sick, it can infect others who get too close. When you guys read that, what did you think? Uh, the first thing I thought about was the leader of your home. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's uh... That's what, from a man's perspective, or uh, I can honestly say, it's the first thing uh, that I've seen was it starts at the top and trickles down. Mm. You know, so that's that's the way I've seen it. That's the way it hit me uh, yeah. right off the bat. That's I agree. That's exactly what I thought of. I thought of my wife and kids and how I want to bring life into them. I I don't, you know, as as Ortberg says, you know, I want to bring life, not death, to those around me. And um, an infected soul is not breathing life to those around you. It's it's uh, dangerous. And it is. you know we have a responsibility to those closest to us and and anyone that uh, God's brought into our path. I mean, are we? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it reminds me of are, are we are we life giving yeah. as a person? And and in the the great thing is we can be struggling and have neglected our soul, but the Bible says that His mercies are new every morning. We just need to turn to him. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you nourish me. You fill me. You help me. I love what D.L. Moody used to say. Um, He used to pray, Lord, oh God, fill me. Oh Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. He repeated it so many times. And and, uh, a guy looked at him and said, Moody, what is your problem? Moody says, I leak. I keep leaking. I keep leaking. And uh, that's that's so true. I want to... I'll close this last segment out with one more quote. He says, we need to arrange, actually he's quoting uh, Dallas Willard, arrange your days so that you experience total contentment, joy, and confidence in your everyday life with God. And on that, we're going to take a break, come back for our third segment. Thank you for listening. We'll be back shortly with Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 